Hello everyone! Welcome back to Capes and Japes. Happy Pride Month. Um, we are not doing anything really thematic for Pride Month, um, because we are talking about the Inhumans, um, but, you know, we're still hosting the podcast, so in a way, every <laughs> month is Pride Month. Also, what's queerer than being a weird little guy? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And isn't all that, um, isn't that all Inhumans are? And also, superhero comics as a medium is just inherently queer. So, like, it's Pride Month it's, all year round for us here. Yeah, it is. It Absolutely. Superheroes are gay, inherently. <laughs> it's just simply the truth. And we're here to spread and express that truth to the world. There are two inherent truths that we say all the time on this podcast. It's that superheroes are queer and also D&D &D is queer. And yes. for a, a lot of the time, it's for the same reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and we truly exist in the intersection of those spaces. <laughs> Anyways, um, the Inhumans, though. Our problematic friends, the Inhumans. Um, going, uh, going from Black Bolt last week to uh, his wife, Medusa, um, who I already like better than Black Bolt just by virtue of her being a woman. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's always just going to be points in your favor, pretty much for me. But she does also seem more interesting to me. Again. I have to reiterate, I have read so little Inhuman stuff, I know so little about the Inhumans, um, so I'm constantly welcoming anybody who has more thoughts and knowledge and opinions on the Inhumans um, to share them with us and me, uh, but we're going to talk about... Medusa, um, full name Medusalith Amaquilin Boltagon. Um, cool. Because she married Black Bolt, whose name is Blackagar Boltagon. Um, and I'm not going to go into the whole in humans history because we talked about a lot of that. I just find uh, it very funny that, like, mm -hmm. Black Bolt's name being Blackagar Boltagon just because it's like black bolt can't be a name but like medusa's uh -huh. just a full name on its own and they're like yeah but got to be medusa lith got to match the ridiculous energy yeah exactly they all just have to have the most absurd names that we can come up with it's like it's also very funny <laughs> cuz medusa's name is like reflective of her power um, but they didn't know what power she was going to get before her parents named her. So it's just a coincidence. And Black Bolt's name doesn't really have anything to do with his power. But he just went like, well, if you shorten my name, Black Bolt are two words that sound <laughs> cool together. So I guess I'll be Black Bolt. That's, I could go by my nickname, Black Bolt. Why does your last name also have a nickname? 
like, yeah. buddy, you think people want to be saying Boltagon all the time? <laughs> um, so, um, Medusa is, uh, kind of an interesting one. Oh, yeah. Like I said, last week with Black Bolt, we also covered, like, the basics of Inhumans history. Like, who are the Inhumans? Where did they come from? Where did they go? Um, that sort of stuff. So go listen to that one if you want a rough explainer on who the Inhumans are. Um, Medusa is an interesting case because she's actually the first of the Inhumans to make an appearance. Um, she shows up in, uh... Fantastic Four in 1965 by Stanley and Jack Kirby. Uh, and she first shows up as part of a um, group of supervillains assembled by the wizard. It's a supervillain name, the wizard, um, called the Frightful Four, cool. uh, which c- consists of the wizard. Sandman, um, who would later go on to be, you know, Spider-Man villain, um, Pastepot Pete. Does he have glue powers? Yeah, um, I, yeah, um, he later takes, um, takes the name, it's like the, uh, like, Trapster or Trapmaster or something like that. Um, okay, Trapmaster is better than Pastepot Pete. Uh, pretty much anything would be better than Pastepot Pete, I gotta say. Pastepot Pete is not a great supervillain name. Pastepot um, Pete sounds like there's a nursery rhyme that ki- children like Double Dutch too. Yes, absolutely. Where, like, all the words start with P's and, like, you're gonna both trip over the rope and your words. Yeah. And it's not, like, not in a good way. Like, not in, you know, you take a children's nursery rhyme and you make it kind of, like, spooky and evil. It's just, it's just silly. Um, but anyways, those three guys and Medusa, uh, and they are created as, you know, an anti-Fantastic Four. So there's, uh, four of them, three men and one woman. Their powers don't really reflect the Fantastic Four at all, but they do wear um, sort of like Fantastic Four-esque costumes. But she, uh, that's where she first shows up. Um, And her backstory is not given at the time. I don't know if it's something that's retconned in when they introduce the Inhumans, which is not, like, too long after this. It's, like, a few issues after this. Um, when they introduce the Inhumans, I'm not sure if that was something that they always had planned, that they were like, this woman on the Frightful Four is gonna actually be one of the Inhumans, or if it's just (laughs) like, oh, we can incorporate her into this. She was cool. Um, but regardless, uh, she first shows up, doesn't uh, make any reference to the Inhumans. She is just a, uh, criminal 
named Medusa, uh, and she has very, very long, voluminous red hair, uh, and her superpower is that her hair is, uh, prehensile. Prehensile? Something like that. Yeah. Um... That's another that's another one of those words that you almost always just see written and never hear said out loud. Um but uh she has she can grow her hair to like even longer than it currently is. She can has full control over it. She can use it to, you know, grab things, restrain people, um pick locks. That's sort of how she's, like, first introduced, and she's, like, using her hair to, like, be a master thief, which is fun. Um, it's, like, obviously, uh, much stronger than normal hair would be. Um, she can, uh, like, use it as, like, a whip, like a weapon. Um, there's all, all sorts of... All sorts of fun uses for uh, prehensile hair, some of which <laughs> are more unsettling than others. I'll say that. Um, Gods, I bet she. Um, it's it's explained as she like has a. It's like a a psychic like telekinetic control, but just her hair. <laughs> Oh yeah, over exclusively her hair. There's a special psionic field um that covers exclusively her hair. So, uh after this uh first appearance with the frightful four, when some more of the inhumans show up, they reveal that they are um they've been looking for Medusa because she is engaged uh to Black Bolt. But she got amnesia and ended up on Earth, which is why she's running around being a supervillain. She's like, you know what? This seems fun. I don't know this who seems I like am. a fun thing to do. Let's do crime. Yeah. Um, it's one of the Inhumans. Uh, I think Gorgon. Gor- Gor- Gorgon. Gorgon. Um, this, uh, that's also a thing about the Inhumans. Uh, one of them is named Gorgon. Um, unrelated. I mean, related to Medusa in the sense that, you know, they're both part of the royal family. But, like, he does not have any Medusa-esque powers or anything. Just, there's two of them and their names are Medusa and Gorgon. And one of them has hair powers and one of them doesn't do anything like that so <coughs> sure i think i think i saw something that in the ultimates universe um it's like gorgon is medusa's sister and does have similar powers um which makes more se- why would you name one of them gorgon and one of them medusa anyways anyways I do just keep expecting you to say gorgug every single time <laughs> Yeah, it's Gor it's Gorgug. It's Gorgug from Fantasy High. Um <laughs> my best friend. He's here. He's here to help. God, I wish we were talking about Gorgug right now. <laughs> um anyways, basically the inhumans uh find Medusa. They tell the Fantastic Four what's happened. Um they're able to 
restore Medusa's memories. Um, and we find out that uh, Medusa is a, you know, distant cousin of Black Bolt, which, you know. So- sounds like the royal family. Yeah, royal families, you know how it is. Um, who also went through uh, the uh, exposure to the Terrigen Mists when she was young and gained this uh, hair power. Um, she has been, um, she was betrothed to Black Bolt since they were both pretty young. Um, and she used to go and visit him when he was in his, you know, soundproof training room when he was growing up, learning how to, uh, completely control his voice so he would never accidentally use it and kill somebody. Um, and that they used to, like, communicate to each other, uh, through, like, the glass in this, like, soundproof room through, like, a combination of, like, body language and, like, sign language that they made up, um, and, you know, eye contact and stuff like that. And they, uh, fell in love with each other. I don't, I don't know if, um, because I also saw something that said they had, like, a some form of telepathic connection. So I don't know if it's like they communicate, you know, with gestures and body language in addition to that, or if it's at some point they retconned one to be the other thing. <laughs> it doesn't super matter. Um, Maybe while Black Bolt was still figuring out how to use the telepath powers, uh, they did, you know a physical means of communication and then he was like oh hey i can do this now and she's like okay weird all right uh seems pretty sure seems pretty intimate please don't do this with other people (laughs) (laughs) if you need to tell someone something let me know and i'll let them know Mm -hmm. um also again like the kind of thing that they wouldn't even like I, I get I get that it's like it's cute, but it's also like they wouldn't have needed to do any of this if like the inhumans just had a standardized sign language. Yeah. They could just learn the regular sign language. Um Except they were really into eugenics, so they probably uh Oh yeah. That's that's a good point. Um Boy, this is ugh. Yeah. Boy, in humans. <laughs> I just remembered um, that, and I'm like, because I was like, why wouldn't they ha- just have a regular sign language? And then I went, oh, right. Oh, the eugenics. I mean, like, also, to be fair, it's because, like, comic book writers often don't think about stuff like that. But in this case, it does make <laughs> narrative sense because of the eugenics. Yeah, um, unfortunately. Unfortunately, this is just you know, this whole yeah, you hate you hate to hand it to comic book writers like you know that does make sense on account of the eugenics. Yeah. Th- this whole string of episodes is just all going to be subtitled unfortunately the eugenics. Gods. Happy Pride everybody. Um, 
Happy Pride. I'm sorry about the eugenics. Um, that sounds. I'm sorry. That sounds like a corporate slogan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it does. Unfortunately. Um. Oh my god. <sighs> anyways, anyways. Uh. So you also find out that uh in like totally classic uh younger sibling scheming for the throne fashion um Blackbolt's evil younger brother Maximus was also in love with Medusa um and part of his you know part of his various schemes to take over the throne also involved him marrying Medusa um and uh she the way she ended up on earth uh with amnesia was that uh she in one of uh Maximus's attempts to take over the throne Medusa got attacked by some of the uh alpha primitives uh that maximus had working for him um and she ended up crash landing on earth with amnesia um she got approached by uh she started i think making like a living for herself as a thief and she got approached by the wizard and the wizard was like do you want to join my frightful four and she was like okay (laughs) Do you want to join my Frightful Four? Right now we only have three members, so it is really important that you join us. Yeah, it's actually, we we really need somebody, and I would really like it to be a woman for, like, symmetry, so. My Frightful Three and I saw you from across the bar, and we really liked your vibe. Do you want to make this (laughs) a Frightful Four? Oh, my God. Um, anyways. (sighs) yeah so she goes uh she goes back with the inhumans um she and black bolt aren't officially married for a little bit um there's like they're still like betrothed when they first show up and then they continue to be betrothed for like a while um like we talked about with black bolt for a a good amount of time they're like mostly uh showing up in uh pretty like sporadic minor appearances in like other characters comics they have like a couple of sort of standalone things um but they're not really like huge characters uh medusa Crystal probably I probably talk about Crystal next week. Crystal's Medusa's younger sister. Um probably gets the most like screen t- page time um outside of of the like inhuman stuff because she has a romance with Johnny Storm and later with Quicksilver so she crops up God. in like their stuff. I'm so um, sorry, Crystal. <laughs> yeah, Crystal, honey. You gotta you could do better. You could you could do better. Um but uh 
Medusa also shows up pretty frequently because um, she's like generally portrayed as the one who has the most interest in kind of, you know, doing like inhuman like cultural outreach, um, like bridging the divide between humans and inhumans and like learning more about, you know, earth and human culture and stuff. Um, she, um, on one of her, uh, trips to Earth, she ends up getting approached by a, uh, shampoo company. (laughs) Um. Makes sense. Yeah, obviously. Um, and, uh, they, I'm like, I, she gets approached by a shampoo company and, um, she agrees to it. Still, you know, sort of doesn't have a lot of understanding of how stuff on Earth works. Um, and the shampoo company, like, tries to stage a fight with her, between her and Spider-Man, um, to get more attention for their shampoo. Because <laughs> their spokesperson is fighting Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, eventually, uh, Peter is like, hey, 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 we don't gotta do this. We don't gotta do this for a shampoo company. Um, and, uh, she ultimately agrees. Um, she also at some point, um, joins the Fantastic Four, like, temporarily as a replacement for Sue um because uh she mm, something was uh something was going on with like Sue and Reed and Sue left the team temporarily um and Medusa stepped in and uh eventually was also able to like talk to both of them and help them deal with whatever they were going through, you know, whatever, whatever heterosexual drama they were dealing with. Um, always doing something, those two. But, uh, yeah, and besides that, the Inhumans just kind of, like, crop up every so often. It's, like, always, you know, like, oh, <laughs> Maximus is trying to take over the dang throne again. Or, dang like, it, Maximus. Whatever. <laughs> um... Dang it, Maximus. Um, she, uh, at one point, like, the Frightful Four try to get her to join the team again, um, and she's like, no, I had amnesia. It wasn't really something I was actually interested in. Um, but, uh, yeah, also eventually, um, Medusa and Black Bolt officially get married she officially becomes queen. Um, we talked about this with Black Bolt, but she's also like, uh, because Black Bolt can't talk or he'll <laughs> kill everybody. Um, Medusa is the person who, uh, like relays what he wants to or what he is, you know, all his royal decrees and such. To the rest of the Inhumans. Um, whether that's through 
telepathy or them just having like you know various non-verbal communications that they've worked he out can just over write the years. It and have somebody proclaim it. <laughs> he could just write it and have somebody proclaim it. Um and hammer it to the church doors like yeah. Um we also talked about this a little bit last week, but in the 80s there is an uh inhumans graphic novel uh written by Anne Nocenti where uh part of the story revolves around uh Medusa becoming pregnant uh and the genetic council saying that it is uh too dangerous to let this baby be born uh because you know Black Bolt's powers are, like, so overwhelmingly powerful. And also, uh, Maximus is unstable. Uh, which, technically Maximus became unstable because of Black Bolt's powers. So that shouldn't really be a concern. Um, I mean, it is a concern, but it shouldn't really... He's, like, it's not, like, a biological mental illness that he was born with. Yeah. But he was always evil, so... I don't think they're, they're worried, worried about that. Worried about him being genetically evil. Um, now, <laughs> I don't think we should be worried about people being genetically evil. Just, just, just to get, yeah, just to put that out there. That's not a thing. I'm like, I'm just sitting here like, God, just really... <laughs> All the eugenics is just making me go, well, <laughs> well, no, probably listen. shouldn't make that joke on account of all the eugenics already. On account here. of all the eugenics happening. Yeah, that's fair. To be clear, I <laughs> people can't be genetically evil. And I don't think people can be genetically evil. It might be something that the inhumans think. God. Um, the inhumans just like, you know what? This man's got the evil gene. We can't expose him to the mists. <laughs> no mist. No mist for this guy. It's like, oh man, but I've been preparing my whole life for the mists. I even wrote a song for the mists. Here, I'll play it on my guitar. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, you could go evil at any second. And he's like, I helped a bird cross the street today. <laughs> Impossible to say what could be <laughs> lurking below the surface. I'm just, um, I can't believe my first thought of, like, a kind deed is helping a bird <laughs> across a street. <laughs> I just thought that was the joke. No, it's just <laughs> me being stupid. <laughs> Hi everybody. Welcome to the rest of this episode actually is just going to be us fleshing out our um kind of dim but well-meaning in human OC. So sorry to Medusa lip. Um sorry to Medusa lip. God. It's really um, quite terrible of us to uh derail her episode for a fictional man. <laughs> You're right. It's very anti-feminist of us mm -hmm. to distract with this mm -hmm. made-up inhumans himbo. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, 
the uh, genetic council is like, you can't have this baby. Uh, Black Bolt is sort of torn on the subject. Um, and Medusa is like, you are absolutely not going to tell me whether or not I can have a baby or not. Um, and uh, flees to Earth, gives birth to the baby, um, ends up like leaving him with a family um, on Earth. Uh, and then it, it doesn't show up for like a super long time to the point where uh, it seems like some writers maybe forgot about the part that they had a baby, but he does eventually come back. And also, eventually during this story, Black Bolt ends up taking Medusa's side. And he was like, you're right. And the genetic council was wrong. Um, I'm glad that you fled to Earth to keep our baby safe. She's like, you'd better be. <laughs> uh she shows up in a uh yeah my gosh there's just like really not a lot of appearances um until the 2000s um she shows up in beyond um where a bunch of superheroes get kidnapped by the beyonder um to battle world and uh have to survive and uh in house of m or after house of m um quicksilver uh steals a bunch of terrigen crystals in an attempt uh to give himself his uh powers back um and give other mutants their powers back after uh no more mutants um, and this is fun because I, uh, saw some of this in the, uh, uh, when I was reading X-Factor Investigations for Victor and Shatterstar content. Um, there was this whole plot where, uh, Pietro and Richter had, like, kind of, like, a, a weird sexual tension thing happening, um... And Pietro was like, I can give you your powers back with these magic crystals I stole. And Richter was like, neat. And then it was like, also, the crystals kill people. And Richter was like, not neat. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Never um, mind, actually. Yeah. But uh, Quicksilver steals a bunch of crystals, tries to use them to get, like, restore powers to mutants. It doesn't work. The U.S. government ends up confiscating the crystals. Um, you don't want the government to have something like this. You don't. You do not want the government to take your crystals. Um, <laughs> oh no, my rose quartz. <laughs> oh no! Uh, and this leads into a series called uh, Silent War um, because Black Bolt decides to uh get the crystals like, try back he, he decides to get the crystals back he's trying to declare war on the united states um and medusa is like i don't think that's a good idea <laughs> um so she's like so i'm literally not gonna tell them uh i'm not i'm not gonna say that to them what are you gonna do about it anyway <laughs> yeah uh this is also when uh, their son shows back up 
Um, and it's, like, revealed that, like, at some point he ended up back with the genetic council and he's in an asylum and now he's an angry, <laughs> angry goth teen. Um, Black Bolt, it seems like, is also, like, a real asshole to Medusa in this, uh, in this series where he, like, gets mad at her because she's not, like, relaying what he wants her to relay and he, like, at one point, like, like physically like grabs her um don't like that don't like that at all like, honestly buddy before you physically like grab your wife you could go down to any craft store get a bit of poster board get a marker and write <laughs> of course you know this means war yeah obviously step one just on um, one side put give us our crystals back and on the other side say okay then war it is because you know the government's gonna say no <laughs> get an etch-a-sketch um, or something don't lay hands on your wife in anger yeah um and then there's this whole thing where it's like she's like visiting maximus in his prison cell and she's like i don't know why i'm doing this uh and then it turns out that like maximus is like semi mind controlling her and uh the series ends with like black bolt getting arrested and maximus taking the throne with like medusa as his queen um and then at some point it gets resolved because the next point, the next time they show up, things are back to normal. Um, Somebody was so, probably like, I don't like that. So I don't think, uh, I don't think that should happen. It's getting a very Lion King in here and I don't like it. Yeah. Um, there's also, um, at some point when, uh, Black Bolt is seemingly dead. Oh, it's when, um, like Ronan and the Kree, like basically force the Inhumans to help them fight the Shi'ar, um, and uh, Black Bolt seemingly dies uh, in like the final confrontation, and then for a little while Medusa is like the sole ruler of the Inhumans, um, which honestly I don't know maybe they're better off. Um, <laughs> That and she um also takes <laughs> Black Bolt's place in the Illuminati. Um, <laughs> a very important I, role, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, uh, crucial. Um, I I think she only like shows up with them like once. Uh, but also the Illuminati don't show up that much. I mean, it would be weird if they showed up all the time. People would start to get suspicious. Yeah, thank you. You're right. <laughs> um, she also, um, again, like, becomes, like, a replacement Fantastic Four member because the, uh, Fantastic Four, like, leave to go, they have a, a time travel thing they need to take care of, and so they recruit some, like, other superheroes to replace them, um, in... Inhumans versus X-Men, um, which we also talked about last week, she is the one who, um, okay, okay, hold on. So, Black Bolt sets off this 
bomb um, that uh, unleashes these Terrigen Mists clouds uh, on Earth um, because of uh, something to do with Thanos looking for his son. <laughs> and it leads to, uh, this is what leads to Kamala Khan getting her powers because she comes into contact with the Terrigen Mist and it turns out she has like latent inhuman genes and uh oh she also um for a little bit during um there's this event called axis where i think like wanda and dr strange maybe there's this spell that causes a bunch of characters to have their morality reversed i'm doing air quotes because it's very silly. Because it's not... I mean, obviously I'm not the only one to say this about this event. It's not like a... There's not a spectrum of morality where it's like good on one end and evil on one end. And you can just flip it. It's kind of like a whole, you know... Well, if you ask Gary Gygax... <laughs> if you, yeah, there's actually... There's nine things you can be. Yes. Um... But Medusa is one of the ones who temporarily gets her, uh, morality flipped, um, and tries to, like, declare war on humans, uh, and then ultimately is, uh, restored back to normal. Um, she also apparently at some point has, uh, like, like, hooks up with Johnny Storm. I don't understand that. What do they see in this man? What? Listen, listen. I, I, I enjoy Johnny Storm. I wouldn't want to date him. <laughs> I know I'm not the authority on that kind of thing, but come on, you probably shouldn't date Johnny Storm. Um, just at least for your own health and safety. Yeah. In fact, don't uh, date anybody with superpowers. Just don't do it. <laughs> just don't do it. Um. She and Black Bolt also kind of uh, restore their relationship with their twink son. <laughs> um, okay. Anyways, the thing I was saying about the Inhumans versus X-Men. Sorry, uh, yes. I remember there were <laughs> other points that I realized I forgot to mention. Um, so these Terrigen clouds get unleashed on Earth, and it turns out that... Uh, when they're on Earth and, like, interacting with, like, Earth's atmosphere and whatever, um, they become deadly to mutants, specifically. Um, and, uh, it leads to this, like, whole war between, uh, the Inhumans and the X-Men because, um, uh, the, you know, the X-Men are, like, you need to get rid of these clouds or deadly to mutants. And the Inhumans are like, well, but this because of the Terrigen bomb. I think what happens is because of the bomb, this is now like the only source of the Terrigen mists. So they're like, if we get rid of these clouds, then we can't like, you know, have superpowers anymore. Um, they're like, well, you should have thought about that before you made a bomb out of them. <laughs> yeah. Um... Hey, let's just blow up our entire supply of drinking water. Yeah, we'll be fine. Actually, um, you know, that's what a lot of companies are doing. So, 
Yeah, we should. God. Um, Global climate change is not an accident. It's Hi. really not. This is a comics podcast, and <laughs> comics are inherently political. Fight me. Yep. Everything is political. Everything has a point of view. But comics really definitely do for sure. Um, but uh, Medusa and the other Inhumans, like, fight the X-Men in, like, various ways. But Medusa is ultimately the one who decides to destroy the Terrigen Clouds to, you know, prevent them from killing any mutants, even though it'll mean, like, an end to, like, the inhuman species as they know it. Um, and then after that, she, uh, temporarily, I think, um, steps down from being queen. Uh, she and Black Bolt agree that they don't really have, like, feelings for each other anymore, but they should, like, stay married for the sake of their people. And, uh, that was pretty recent. That was, like, 2017... 2018, I think, um, because the, uh, because the Terrigen mists, the Terrigen clouds are destroyed, um, Medusa's, uh, powers also stop working for a little bit and her hair starts falling out. Oh um, no. I know. Although ultimately it grows back. Just as like um, normal hair? I think, I think she gets her powers back. I think. Um, it's like a weird, you know, some sort of weird, unexplained, Terrigen-related illness that they don't have to explain because it's made up. Uh, and then pretty recently, um, quite recently, uh, the death of the Inhumans was a storyline where, uh... Basically, most of the Inhumans, um, except for the royal family, are killed. Um, and, uh, that was, uh, I, yeah, I don't know where things, uh, stand for them now. Um, I saw something that said that, uh, maybe, uh, Black Bolt and Medusa, like, got back together like properly which like honestly i feel like she can do better <laughs> um but anyways do you have uh anything else you wanted to add or to talk about i read one comic <gasps> whoa can you guess which comic was it the dc pride special it was indeed the dc pride special <laughs> hell yes um, I actually have not read the whole thing yet, despite buying three copies of it. Um, I got, uh, when I went in, they had two regular covers and one copy of the fashion variant, and I'm like, mm, don't mind if I do. Yes. Um. I was like, that's what I get for waiting until Sunday to go. Yeah. But the fashion but the variant fashion is very good, and I do kind of want to make uh circuit breakers gay little cowboy look i love that look the fashion variant is very good the reason i have three copies is because on tuesday i went to my local comic book store and 
they only had the like regular cover which i do like like i don't dislike it yeah but i was like well i better buy this in case i can't find it anywhere else so i bought it and then um on wednesday i went to the newbury comics and they had one of the fashion variant and one of the like polaroid variant mm. and i was like well these are the last one of each of these and don't i really like I both do. of them so i better buy them <laughs> Um, so I have three copies. So if anyone wants to get DC Pride and didn't have it, um, hit me up, maybe. <laughs> I don't know why, what I'm going to do with three copies of this. Put them um, on your wall. I don't know. Yeah. Frame them. Um, um, did you read the, uh, Tim Drake... Connor. I immediately skipped to the <laughs> Tim and Connor story because I was like, this is the one I most need to see. I'm excited for all of it. I really, really, really needed to read the Tim and Connor one, and it did not disappoint me. It was so good. Their awkward little exchange it's before so... they clean up this fun party yacht. It's so cute. Um, The fact that they established that Connor, like, came out to Tim yeah, and talked to Tim about it before he talked to anybody else, and that Tim was helping talk him through this and was internally like, (laughs) yeah, wow mood. Anyways, I'm not going to examine that about myself. And Connor's just like, I gotta give him time. I gotta give him time. Gotta give him time. Yeah. Just like, Um, hey man, I heard you finally came out. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, I wanted to say something, but, you know, I got kidnapped, and I've been hanging out with your little brother, who you have kind of a tense relationship with. I um, just, it was very good to me. The Harley Ivy crush one was also really cute. Um, oh, I, I did read that one also. That was adorable. Just like, hey, sorry. <laughs> Hey, sorry, bestie. Sorry. Um, Just wanted to hang out and adopt a teen lesbian. Know most of the characters in this year's Pride, which is unfortunate for me, I guess. I did also like the uh, John Constantine, John Kent one. That one I have not read yet. I'm very excited. It's just. John Constantine being John Constantine and John Kent being John Kent. Listen. Just John's being John's. Just John's being John's. Listen, I love both of those extremely different bisexual Johns. And (laughs) I love love to see them being themselves. Also, I just like, I gotta say, I know it's been like a year or two at this point. Mm -hmm. I just do not get tired of seeing... Tim Drake on Pride stuff. Like, just like every time, I'm like, yeah. We're so proud of him, our baby boy. We're so proud of him. There he is. He likes boys. I do, I do kind of want to read the freaking, what was it, the Lazarus planet stuff. Oh, I know. (laughs) Like, I don't want to, but I'm like, I do want to see... What this kid's deal is. I want to see what this kid's deal is. Also, like, the narrate, like, the first couple pages of uh, 
the circuit breaker story in this is just so beautiful. Like the art <sighs> is truly just gorgeous. <laughs> and just the I love that. layout. It's very good. I love that for him. Gods. Um I also picked up the uh Power Girl special specifically so I could read the uh backup that's like a prologue to the Fire and Ice series. Um I did only so far read the Fire and Ice part. Um really really liked it. Uh the art is very charming. It uh <laughs> does feature Guy Gardner. Um <laughs> hi guy. It does feature um, the guy and B just, like, really hating each other's guts. God. And Tora is like, please, both of you, stop trying to decide what I should be doing with my decisions. Um, so, it's very good. Very excited for that. Um, there were also a couple of fun announcements today that conveniently happened before we recorded, and before I left work so I could actually see them, um, and which have both been posted in the Discord uh, since I left work, one of which is they uh, finally released a trailer for that uh, Superman cartoon that's been in development for, like, a kajillion years that everyone was, like, excited about when they put out the first promo pics because, like, Jimmy was black and Lois had, like, a cute little pixie cut and it looked really adorable. Um, and the trailer does look really, really adorable. It's actually, it's a very, 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 very adorable <laughs> Superman. Um, so I'm happy to see that. Um, and also, uh, Kelly Thompson announced that she would be writing a new... Birds of Prey series this fall, um, with art by Leah Romero, and released a, uh, the new Black Canary design for it, which I think looks awesome. Um, I love this look. I think it's so cool. Um, and I want, uh, to see the Birds of Prey again. Um... Also, I don't think we actually talked about this on the show. I feel like a lot has been happening. Um, but, uh, Nimona trailer. Nimona is coming at the end of the month. Have we not like, talked about Nimona? <laughs> I don't think we talked about Nimona, oh but Nimona is coming. It's actually happening, for real. I feel like maybe... It's been, like, a fear thing. Like, if we talk about it, it'll yeah, get yeah. taken away from us. Absolutely. Just like, no, no, we can't talk about Nimona. Because the second we get excited about Nimona, they're gonna can it. <laughs> it's gonna be all like, hey, we had this completely finished movie, but we're gonna get rid of it for uh, tax break reasons. Yeah. Happy Pride. Mm. Happy Pride. God. How? It really does feel that way. Sorry, I just had the thought of if they can Nimona during Pride. How fucking homophobic. <laughs> they haven't even just done the... that, but I just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting preemptively mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gods. 
I mean, I don't trust media companies, especially not right now. With all God, the this shit they've been pulling. Not a good time for uh, content. But hopefully, fingers crossed, <laughs> nothing happens in the next, like, three weeks and we can just watch Nimona. God, um, I have so many things that I need to watch. I need to watch Guardians of the Galaxy still. I need to watch Spider-Verse. Yeah, Spider-Verse came out. I mean, I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you don't need us to tell you that Spider-Verse came out. Um, but have not seen it yet. Hopefully in like a couple weeks. Um, very excited. God, there are too many movies. There are too many movies, and I'll never be able to watch all of them. (laughs) Um, Hey, can a vampire come curse me with immortality so I can actually watch all the movies? (laughs) I'll be able to watch all the movies, I'll be able to read all the books. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, you know, hold yourself up for however many years you need. um, And then come out like, what I miss? What I miss? Oh god, there's more movies and there's more books. Oh, okay, hold on. I'll okay, I got <laughs> Alright, guys, I, I finally did it. Oh god, you mean more came out? Okay. Oh, jeez. I gotta figure out a better system for this. <laughs> um, god. I think that's everything I wanted to say. Um, if you want to keep up with us see when we post new episodes you can follow us on twitter tumblr instagram facebook we are all those places at capes and japes um you can send us an email to capes and japes at gmail.com um we have a discord server uh that everyone is welcome to join um you can Come hang out, talk about comics, talk about not comics. Um, just, you know, be cool and chill. Um, we, uh, have a Patreon. If you want to support us on there, you can get bonus content, watch things with us, help us pick what we talk about. Um, if you can't support us there, but you want to help out the show, leaving a rating and review is very cool and we appreciate it. Uh, Telling a friend about the show if you think they might be interested in it and just coming back and joining us as you've done once again today. So thank you for being with us on this episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, it'll apparently be very easy to catch up on Circuit Breaker because he's only in... The DC Book of Pride, a celebration of DC's LGBTQIA plus characters, DC Pride 2023, and Lazarus Planet Dark Fate number one. <laughs> Perfect. That's that's one thing. Listen, Getting in on the ground floor. That's not a lot of time in your vampire immortality <laughs> media catch-up budget. You can do that <laughs> real quick. Real quick. Now I just gotta get Lazarus Planet Dark Fate. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Bye!
gotta get myself to the comic shop again, get pick me up a comics. <laughs>